everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, Chris Weigel. And every weekend, we're here, we're doing life together, and we're always glad that you've joined us. How you doing, Chris? There's something I need to confess. I did it again. I am a total screw-up. <laughs> I went through the easy pass lane again on the toll road without the easy pass, and that can cost about $500 if you get caught what? doing that. Yes. But, but why would you get fined $500? Because I didn't have the Easy Pass device in the oh, car. Oh, you went through that actual lane. Right, yeah. Well, the problem is it wasn't the first time I had done this. What if they took a picture of your car? They did. Uh-oh. So, look, Well, if you call ahead and say, hey, look, I made a mistake, they only charge you just a little bit to process oh. the, the fee. Okay, well, that sounds, I mean, that sounds like something people could do, right? Did you correct it? Well, yeah, that's not something I want to do again. Okay, so that's <laughs> it. that's good. So people make mistakes, right? But you corrected it. Mm -hmm. And actually, the way you think about this, and this is what we're going to ask you next, is now how are you thinking about it going forward? What are you saying to yourself, Chris? Skip a little shrinky here. What are you Uh, saying to yourself? Well, it's, uh, I did it, shouldn't have, won't do it again, let's move on. And that's it? That's it. So that's really good. So how you think about it is actually what we're going to talk about in today's show. That's right, because today we're talking about our mindset. So what do we mean when we talk about mindset? So we all have one, a mindset. Right. And a mindset is simply our beliefs that orient us to the way we handle things. Does that make sense? So the way we sort out what's going on, what we should do, our mindset, when we're talking about our mind, our mind, the way we set our mind, how we think about things, how we react to situations, how we're going to respond in the future. Hmm. So as an example, we might believe that intelligence is something that we're born with and can't change. And that would mean no matter what we do, We can only do so much if we are only so smart. That's right. That's a mindset that you're talking about. You know, Mm -hmm. I was born with this. No matter what I do, nothing's going to change it. Or you could have a different mindset from that and think, okay, intelligence is something I can grow in. Mm -hmm. I can learn from things. There's a number of ways I can learn. I can read. I can study. I can learn about new things. I can have new experiences. But that belief that my intelligence can grow, I can become smarter in life through things that I do, that is a mindset. Do you hear the two difference in those two things? Mm, yeah, I do. So one is very fixed. One is saying, I was born that way, can't change it. I screwed up. It's a mistake. My life is ruined. I'm a loser. <laughs> Versus, oh, I made a mistake, but I can learn. I can grow. I can be different in the future. Those are two very different mindsets. So it's sort of an orientation to the, the way you think. Yeah, exactly. It can tell us that there's an opportunity that we can learn from something, or it can tell us, no, that's not going to be good. Don't ever do that again. And boy, we're a loser because of the way we handle things. And you know, you hear people all the time say, well, that's just the way I am. I was born this way. Tough. Yeah. yeah. And I hear that in therapy with people. Mm-hmm. And they, they say, this is the way I am. I can't change. Take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. But you know, Chris, that just isn't true in the Christian faith, is it? We believe in the power of change. That's what the gospel is all about, right? When you become a believer in Christ, your life goes from old to new. There's change. And so as people of faith, we believe that we're not beyond growing and that we can change and be transformed. Mm, There's a book that came out a few years ago called Mindset that brought this idea to our attention. And tell us a little bit about that book because it is what we're talking about today. Yeah. So this book was written by a Stanford University psychologist, uh, Dr. Carol Dweck. It popularized this idea of a mindset. 
it's just exactly what we're talking about. It's the way you approach life, the different beliefs about where your abilities come from. And I think this is really important because the Christian needs to look at their own mindset. Because just what we said, if you're a Christian and you believe that you're born a certain way, you have fixed traits, you can't change things, that is a type of fixed mindset. Now, I want to say that Dr. Duet wrote this book, and there's no reference to faith in this book, but it is a good concept because if you are walking around thinking that when you fail, it's very unsettling because it determines if I'm a good person or not, if I think when I'm successful that the only reason I'm successful is because I'm born with a trait and that there's nothing I can do to change that, I either have it or I don't have it, that's what we call a fixed mindset. It's the man or woman who says, I'm born with talents, and that's why I'm successful. And she contrasts that to what she calls growth mindset. Right. That's exactly right. So she says that if we have a growth mindset, then we expect that we can improve our abilities. And a failure just says to us, boy, there's an area in my life where I need to work on it. So while you might be born, and you are born, actually, with certain talents and certain traits, we all have to develop them. And that's completely different from the fixed mindset idea. So growth mindset people believe that abilities can be developed, they can be strengthened by commitment to doing better and actually hard work, and talented people still have to work hard to develop their talents. Okay, so we have growth and fixed mindsets. Right. I need an example. Okay, so let's say you give a child a difficult problem to solve. And if the child sees the problem as a challenge and a learning experience, Mm -hmm. that is a child with a growth mindset. So you can see this in in children, right? You have children. Oh, you can, right. So if you say to them, here's a problem, solve it, and they go, hmm, I can figure this out. I can learn this. But if the child thinks that the problem is impossible to solve and that they're stupid, so they're looking at the problem, they're going, I don't know. I can't do that. I'm really stupid. And they think other people are judging them because they can't solve that and that there's nothing they can do to solve the problem because it's all beyond their ability. No matter what they do, they're not going to figure it out. That's a fixed mindset. I'm starting to see why, actually, the, the mindset matters so much. Do you see that with your kids? Mm, you do. You, do, right. do you, so this is a really important parenting concept, I think, because you want to be able to teach your children, you know, you, you're not just stuck. If you can't do something, it doesn't mean you're stuck. You want them to have this growth mindset idea where they think, okay, I might have failed, but I can get better. I might have failed, but this is an opportunity to learn, and I'm going to keep moving forward. What about the need for approval? If you constantly need approval from other people, right, then you're going to look for that to determine whether or not you're good enough. And that really is giving power to other people to define you. But if you evaluate your situation every time by saying, ooh, I didn't know that, I'm not smart enough, then you're going to either be a successful or you're going to fail based on what other people think. But with a growth mindset, the thinking is different. It's more about how can I learn from this situation rather than being evaluated by it. Yeah, and here's where a fixed mindset affects other people. So people with a fixed mindset are out to prove themselves. They get very defensive when someone suggests they make a mistake because they're measuring themselves by those failures, right? So people with a growth mindset often show real perseverance and they have resilience even if they've committed a mistake because they've committed some type of error. They're motivated then to work harder. So think about how a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset can affect our lives. And it really gets you stuck Hmm. if you think that a mistake just ends things for you right there. So it sounds like the first step to changing your mindset would be to not believe the lie that this is who I am and I can't change. 
Yeah, and that was one of the lies in my book, I Married You, Not Your Family. Mm. It was the lie that I can't change. And that is not consistent with Scripture. And that's the point I really want to make, because we're all working on change. We want to imitate Christ in all that we do, and we want to allow the Holy Spirit to help us make that change. So we should never believe, as Christians, that we're not capable of change or growth. It sounds like when you say you can't change, it's really a cop-out. It's like you say or think it, but you don't have to work on the changing or facing the mistake, and it gives you an excuse to fail. Uh, Isn't that basically what the gospel addresses? If we say we can't change, we're really denying the power of Christ in us, that power of the Holy Spirit to help us make those change. And that is, again, needs to be consistent with our faith and our beliefs. Well, we're just getting started with our conversation about fixed versus growth mindset. And after the break, let's talk more about how we can develop a growth mindset. Stay with us here on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Mother and daughter relationships are powerful and they impact all our other relationships. Think about it. The way you react with your mom typically is the way you might react with other people. Yet this important bond can be filled with tension when both women try to find their own voice and develop a sense of self. So working through the mother-daughter relationship can be a challenge, but it is so worth the effort. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, and I would love to help you navigate this important relationship and strengthen it to the best it can be. That's why I wrote, I Love My Mother, But a book to strengthen the mother-daughter relationship. We all love our mothers, but sometimes we need a little help working through our differences. I love my mother, but available on my website, drlindamintel.com or online where books are sold. Is every spare minute of your life filled with some activity, event, or demand? If so, you could be suffering from a very common American disease. It's called overcommitment, and it has seeped into every area of our lives. I'm Dr. Linda, the relationship doctor, and yes, I'll admit it, I've fallen prey to overcommitment in my life just like I imagine you have. Saying no occasionally is the best offense against overcommitment. But if it's too late and you're already overcommitted, here's a little tip to help you make it through. In the busiest days, you can still stop and take five just for yourself. When your heart is racing and your thoughts are whirling inside your head, your effectiveness just plummets. But if you'll pause right in the middle of all the hubbub, maybe close your eyes, breathe deeply, and remind yourself that the current task will be completed, you'll feel an immediate sense of relief. Then you can head back into the job at hand with renewed focus and energy. And when the next chance comes to overcommit, it comes your way, you can work on your priorities by just saying... Hey, no. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. And today's topic is, do you have a fixed or growth mindset? And we have a lot more to talk about. But before we move on, I want to remind you to check out Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com. There you will find her blogs, books, and you can connect on social media. An easy way to know what she's writing about each day is to follow her on Twitter at Dr. Linda Mental or on Facebook. Dr. Linda, we're asking today, do you believe that your basic abilities and talents are fixed? Is it only your talent that creates success without any effort? If so, you probably have what is called a fixed mindset. And today we're going to challenge that idea and tell you about another way to think. 
So we're encouraging each person who's listening to develop what's called a growth mindset. And, you know, this is something all of us have to work on, Chris. It's a mindset that helps us become more resilient and grow, as we mentioned. And this requires acknowledging and embracing your weaknesses. So, for example, maybe you know that you give into laziness. And you tend to put things off in the, are, until the last minute. Are you talking to me? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> I might have been thinking of somebody when I mentioned that. <laughs> but if you do and you think, hmm, this is just how I am, or do you plan around that by making some modest goal or some kind of small change and give yourself a reasonable amount of time to move a little bit on that change? And that's the key, moving a little bit. It's, it's, it's like baby steps. Right. You can't move forward if you don't admit where... First, we have problems and then commit to tackling those problems. If we view our weaknesses as opportunities to change, it really helps our mood and thinking. Yes, because we are going to constantly face important decisions in our life. And you know what? We don't always get them right, do we? We've talked about mistakes on this program before. We have. Mm -hmm. And as the song goes, we're only human. But taking on these challenges is just a really big part of developing yourself as a person. So what we're saying here is that the more you challenge yourself, the more you have opportunities to learn about yourself and grow from yourself, this is a good thing. And this is part of, again, a way of approaching life. Hmm. So a mindset is a way of approaching your life. And you know, the risk of failure can make that very scary. It's hard to work to make changes, and it's easier to avoid challenges and continue down the usual path of making excuses and, and that type of thing so we can remain in our comfort zones. Yeah, and I think that's the issue. Change is really uncomfortable for most of us. It's scary sometimes to do something different because we don't know what's going to happen if we change our behavior, right? But if you avoid challenging yourself and you don't try to do something new and you don't try to learn from something, then you're going to get stuck and you're going to do nothing about it and you just stay stuck. I actually wrote a book called Getting Unstuck. And this is one of the things that, that keeps you stuck is thinking that you can't make change, you can't move forward, you can't change your, your future. So it may help us to remember that our brain has the ability to change throughout our life. Our brain can form new connections that allow us to make adjustments when we're faced with new situations or new environments. This is what we call, Chris, neuroplasticity. It explains that your brain can really be retrained and reorganized. I think it's so cool because God designed our brains mm -hmm. and he designed us to be able to change and to reorganize and to grow in what we do. So our brain isn't fixed and our mindset should not be either. Well, here's one of the things I think gets in the way of developing a growth mindset. It's seeking approval from others. And when we're more concerned about getting approval from other people than about learning new things, we give up on our own potential to grow. Yeah, so rather than focusing on the approval of others, focusing on what does God want me to do, what am I supposed to do according to Scripture, you know, you can listen to other people's opinions. There's a balance there of hearing what other people have to say, but you certainly don't want to guide your life by always trying to please other people. That will not help you grow. Would it help to focus on the process instead of the end result? And what I mean is, if we just look at the end result, we might miss the learning along the way. That's a really good point because when we're growing, we're, we're always in a process. And, you know, you often pick up some unexpected lessons along the way when you're trying to get somewhere. So if you have a goal in life, maybe your goal is to, you know, be more patient. Let's say you have a goal like that and you, you fall a few times in that process and you, you can learn from that, though. You can say, okay, 
what triggered me, what got in my way, what stopped me from getting to the goal that I want to. And throughout the Bible, we see that people are constantly learning from their mistakes and they're humbling themselves, they're trusting God. I think one of the examples that came to mind when I was thinking about this, Chris, was the story of Abraham and Sarah. The end result was eventually they had a baby, right? God promised them a baby. Right. But boy, they learned a whole lot of lessons along the way. And one lesson that they learned was not to laugh at the promises of God. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, That story drives home the point. Some things you just can't rush. Right. You can't rush. You've got to let the, the, the process kind of roll itself out. And when Abraham and Sarah tried to rush to have a baby, things didn't go so well. So focus on the process of what you're learning along the way. And don't always just look at what's the end result of that. People who focus on that process have a growth mindset. Well, here's another way to develop a growth mindset that affects parenting. This has to do with rewarding efforts and actions, but not the traits. Boy, you really see this in children who have real high athletic ability or someone, a child who's really scholarly and academic. The pressure usually is that they have to focus on their talent and not so much maybe on how much effort they put into it. You know, it's not good to say how smart a child is or how talented a child is because then they feel the pressure to be perfect and not to let you down. Chris, I saw this fall out a lot when I just sort of watch my friends and they're dealing with their own kids. I mean, not people I know really, really well, but a lot of times at athletic events or someplace that we are, I would watch and see how much the parent focused on that child's ability rather than the effort the child was putting in. For the child, they start to think, well, if I'm not doing well, then I must not be talented and I must not be smart rather than thinking I'm putting in a lot of effort mm. and my parent really sees that and appreciates that. Here's one of the stories I remember um, that come to mind. I was I was sitting in the stands with one of the basketball dads and their child wasn't really a particularly gifted athlete, but the kid had a lot of perseverance and he was really trying. He really had a lot of effort. And yet his dad was on the sideline and just screaming at him every single time he made a mistake. And what was really sad to me was that the teenager would keep looking at the stands every time he made a mistake Mm. and looking at his dad. And you could tell that it was all about the approval of his dad and not really about the effort that he was making on the court. It really was kind of sad to watch. We could do a show on uh, parents who live vicariously through their kids. Yeah. This dad wasn't giving constructive feedback to his son, and he was just focused on his performance. It was either good or bad. And being able to give and receive constructive criticism is part of developing a growth mindset, too, not telling someone that they are stupid or a loser. Yeah, so, you know, not everybody's good at giving constructive criticism, but, boy, that scenario would have gone a whole lot better if his dad would have said, hey, I saw the effort you put in. Yeah, you you lost the ball. Here's a few tips on when you're dribbling, what you could do mm-hmm. better. That would be a whole different story than screaming at the kid and saying, you made a mistake, you're a loser. And save it for the ride home, not in front of the, uh, yeah, <laughs> the crowd of people. Yeah, it was, it was very sad. So you really want to look at whether or not you're giving constructive criticism and really trying to help somebody, you can do that. That's called coaching, coaching someone, not just on the athletic field, but in life as well. I have a supervisor that uh, he doesn't mean to be harsh. His delivery can be, Mm -hmm. but it sort of depends on how you take it as well. Is he trying to help you grow? Definitely. And learn. And you don't feel criticized by that when he does it, right? So that's a growth mindset that you're having. I can hear this guy. I'm not getting defensive with him. And I can Mm -hmm. learn and I can get better. I guess the ability to take constructive criticism is important because... The growth mindset says improvement 
doesn't mean you've failed. That's right. Mm -hmm. You got it. Well, here's a little constructive feedback. We do need to take a short break, Dr. Linda. We'll wrap up our conversation about growth mindset with more ways to stay positive when challenged on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Everyone worries, don't they? Well, just listen to the nightly news or read the economic forecast or even talk to your family. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mental. Opportunities to worry present themselves many times during our day. So why would God tell us not to worry when it almost seems like it's impossible? First, he knows the physical damage worry does to our bodies. Second, he wants to calm us down by taking the burden of control away from us. Hey, we don't have control. No matter how much we think we do, he does. And third, he wants us to trust him. The root of worry is doubting God. Doubt is not trusting that God is who he says he is, or he will do what he says he will do. So every day, take your worries to God. Rehearse his goodness, accept his grace, and walk in the confidence that he is in control and he's working all things for your good. This is the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and let me remind you to check out Dr. Linda's books and blogs. Just go to her website, drlindamental.com, and follow her on social media. There are so many great blogs on her website. Again, drlindamental.com. And let's make a note, Dr. Linda, it's M-I-N-T-L-E. Yes, not mental. Not mental. But close. Mental. Mental. It's like a breath mint. Mint. (laughs) Well, Dr. Linda, back to our topic of fixed or growth mindsets. Is developing a growth mindset something we should think about on a day-to-day basis? Is it part of the Christian life? I think it is because it's it's really a form of self-reflection on how I handle my problems and was I defensive? Did I you know, accept feedback when somebody gave it to me? You know, some people like to journal their thoughts about these kinds of things. I'm not really big on journaling. Do you journal? I've tried to, but it ain't not really. I, yeah, I tried to, too. I, mm-hmm. I thought it was real important because a lot right. of people like it, but yeah. I just couldn't get into it. I even bought a nice leather so gown. Did, so, did, <laughs> so did I. A nice pen. You know. Yeah, yeah. I just I think it's great when people do that. And there are mm-hmm. times in my life where I wish I had because I'd like to look at my thoughts back in those moments when I was right. going through some difficulty. But it's a great way to discipline yourself to reflect on your day and then ask for strength and wisdom to respond to your failures and your mistakes in a learning way. So I do think this is part of the Christian life. You know, if if we're open about our problems and mistakes, others can learn from us, not to mention it keeps us humble. Yeah. So we're not saying to compare yourself to other people, Mm -hmm. but it is important to see that other people have the same weaknesses that you do and that we're all on this journey of sanctification together, which just simply means we're growing in our faith right? We're trying to imitate Christ in all that we do. And a lot of times if you share your struggles along the way, it does help people. And it really takes the pressure off of people trying to be perfect mm. Christians. And what I hear that a lot from people, Chris, people that are kind of disillusioned with the church say, you know what, I'm not one of those perfect Christians. And right. I didn't like the atmosphere that I was in. I think one of the other points I really want to say about this, you can also think of this as a form of brain training, So the more you learn, the more you're training your brain to act in certain ways, and you're making connections in the brain, and you're establishing new patterns of behavior. It goes back to, what's the word? Neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity. Oh, you're learning. Good. (laughs) See, you learned already. So you want to train your brain as best you can, which means that you're continuing to learn throughout your life. And I think that's one of the things that people need to recognize in terms of your good health in your brain. The more you keep your brain busy and learning things, 
the better your brain functions. So it's really helping your brain work better, too. Let's coin a phrase today. It's called spiritual grit. Okay. Having the attitude of persevering through failure and difficulty. I was trying to think about which biblical characters have done this, and there's quite a few, actually. A lot, but yeah. Yeah, King David is the one who really came to my mind because he really was somebody who didn't let his mistakes define him. Now, think about it. He was repentant. Now, it took some nudging in Mm -hmm. terms of his repentance, but he did learn from his mistakes. And after he made some really big mistakes, I mean, he was having an affair. He got the husband of his mistress killed. So he really made some mistakes, and it took a prophet to come and say, sort of say, hey, buddy, you need to knock this off. That's you. And he did come to that point of repentance. And as he began to grow and learn from this, he actually became what Scripture calls a man after God's own heart. So we never have to stop learning. We need to be open to growing, and a failure does not mean it defines you. And certainly King David didn't let that failure define who he was. I think it's really the trick of the enemy to Mm. let this defeat you. Well, the message is you never stop learning. You fall down, you get up, you fall down, you get up. Learn from it and move forward. And I think as a side note, obviously God uses that type of cycle Uh, He uses us when we fail. Yeah, and if we stay humble and we repent, that's the key to that. You know, I was thinking, too, I teach medical students, and one of our constant message for them is to be lifelong learners. They should never think that they've arrived. Sometimes they think, well, when I become a doctor, Mm. I'll know everything, and then I'm good, and I'm there. And yet there's so much information, there's so much change in medicine, there's so much change in our lives that too many times, you know, people think, oh, I, I already know what I need to know. But we need to learn from mistakes, stay humble, stay informed, but always be lifelong learners. Keep looking at our life and saying, what else do I need to push myself to do that would make me more like Christ? I like that idea that uh, even the most mature Christian can still learn. And we've heard the saying that nothing worth doing comes quickly and easily. So I hope that encourages people to hear that. If you fall down today, pick yourself up, like Chris said, and with God's help, Just keep moving forward, learning and growing. Now, it might take several times of trying until it really sticks and you're able to really master whatever challenge is in front of you, but but don't give up because God's promise is to be with us and help us face those weaknesses. And because things are constantly changing, this means that the learning process may never be truly over. Basically, we're asking, are you ready to grow? Yeah, and if you are, A growth mindset is going to be required. You have to have that willingness, that commitment to your faith, believing that the gospel is all about change and that the gospel is molding you into the best person you can be for the cause of Christ. Let me just say that. The best person you can be for Christ, not the best person you can just be for yourself, but to imitate Christ. If this is you, you can't stay wrapped up in the idea that you were born with all of your talents and abilities and you have no room to grow. So success in the Christian life is measured by how well we respond to this life that we're living right now from a biblical perspective, always growing in Christ, being willing to admit to our failures, learn from our failures, and then trusting God to help us overcome any challenge that we face. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Many thanks to our producer, Normental, our social media directors, Zach and Allison Bolton, our engineer and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes the show a conversation. From all of us here at Faith Radio, we'll talk to you next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're here, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone.
thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.